0: is Thunderhead Pictures Podcast. On Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else that you get your podcasts out. Thank you for listening. Welcome to our other story time by Thunder Pictures. I'm your host, Joe Dog. Story time, story time, story time. Sorry about there's no news today. But today is the last Friday of the month, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, not Friday. I mean Saturday of the month. <laughs> so we're going to have two... Chapter of the wonderful wizard of oz the first chapter um, um not the first chapter the chapter seven is going to be on this episode but chapter eight is going to be on the bonus episode so stay tuned um a few minutes later to listen uh go to the next bonus episode if you want to listen to the next chapter and then after the bonus episode it it'd be the other week to even listen to the other episode after that so let's get to it you little rascal on um, Thunderhead picture people like us so much if you like it so much you can support it okay the wonderful Wizard of Oz On the Bridge by L. Frank Baum. Read to you by Joe Dogg. Chapter This is in the Public Domain. Chapter 7 The Great. uh, The Journey to the Great Oz. They were obliged to camp out that night under a large tree in the forest, for there were no houses near the tree made a good thick covering to protect them from the dew, and the tin woodman chopped a great pile of wood with his axe, and Dorothy built a splendid fire that warmed her and made her feel less lonely. She in total ate the last of their bread, and now she did not know what they would do for bref- breakfast. If you... Wish, said the lion, I will go into the forest and kill a deer for you. You can roast it by the fire since your tastes are so peculiar that you prefer cooked food and then you will have a very good breakfast. Don't. Please don't, begged the Tin Woodman. I surely, uh, I should... Certainly weep if you killed a poor deer, and then my jaws would rush again. But the lion went away into the forest and found his own supper, and no one ever knew what it was, for he didn't mention it. And the scarecrow found a tree full of nuts and filled Dorothy's basket with them so that she would not be hungry for a long time she thought this was very kind and thoughtful of the scarecrow but she laughed heartily at the awkward way in which the poor creature picked up the nuts his battered hands were so clumsy and the nuts were so small that he dropped almost as many as he put in his in the basket but the scarecrow did not mind how long it took him to fill the basket for it ...enabled him to keep away from the fire as he feared a spark might get into his straw and burn him up. So he kept a good distance away from the flames and only came near to cover Dorothy with dry leaves when she lay down to sleep. These kept her very snug and warm and she slept soundly until morning. When it was daylight, the girl bathed her face in a little ripple brook, and soon after they all started towards the Emerald City, this was to be an eventful day for the travelers. They had hardly been walking an hour when they saw before them a great ditch that crossed the road and divided the forest as far as they could see on either side it was very it was a very wide ditch and when they crept up to the edge and looked into it they could see it was also very deep and there were many big jagged rocks at the bottom the sides were so deep um steep that none of them could climb down and for a moment it seemed that the their journey must end. Whatever shall, whatever shall we do now? Asked Dorothy, Des- despairingly. I haven't the faintest idea," said the Tin Woodman. The Lion shook his shaggy mane and looked thoughtfully, but the Scarecrow said, "We all uh, we cannot fly. That is certain." Neither can we climb down into this great ditch. Therefore, if we cannot jump over it, we must stop where we are. I think I could jump over it, said the Charlie line after measuring the distance carefully in his mind. Then we are all right, answered the scarecrow, it, for you can carry us all over on your back, one at a time. Well... I'll try it, said the lion. Who will go first? I will, declared the Scarecrow. For if you found that you could not jump over the gulf, Dorothy would be killed or the Tin women barely dented on the rocks below. But if I am on your back, it will not matter so much for the fall. It would not hurt me at all. I am terribly afraid of falling myself, said the cuddly lion, but I suppose there is nothing to do but try it, so get on my back and we will make the attempt. The scarecrow sat upon the lion's back, and the big beast walked to the edge of the gulf and crouched down. Well, don't you run and jump, asked the scarecrow. Because that isn't the way we lions do these things, he replied. And giving a great spring, he shot through the air and landed safely on the other side. They were all greatly pleased so on to see how easily he did it. And after the scarecrow had got down from his back, the lion sprang across the ditch again. Dorothy thought she would go next, so she took total interest her arms, and climbed on the lion's back, holding tightly to his mane with one hand. The next moment it seemed as if she was flying through the air, and then, before she had time to think about it, she was safe on the other side. The lion went back a third time and got the ten woodmen, Then they all sat down for a few moments to give the beast a chance to uh, to rest. For his great leaps had made his breath short and he panted like a big dog that has been running too long. They found the forest very thick on this side and look, and it looked dark and gloomy. After the lion had rested they started along the road of yellow brick. certainly wondering each in his own mind if ever they would come to the end of the woods and reach the bright sunshine again to add to their discomfort they soon heard strange noises in the depths of the forest and the lion whispered to them that it was in this part of the country that the can Calidios live what are what are the kiddos asked the Dell. they are my um, a str- they are monstrous beasts with bodies like bears and heads like tigers, replied the lion. And with claws so long and sharp that they could tear me in two as easily as I could kill Toto. I'm terrified, terribly afraid of the chameleons. I'm not... I'm not surprised that you are, returned Dorothy. They must be dreadful beasts. The lion was about to reply when suddenly they came to another gulf across the road. This one was so broad and deep that the lion knew at once he could not leap across it. So they sat down to consider what they should do. And after serious thought, the scarecrow said, is a great tree standing close to the ditch. If the ten woodmen can chop it down, so so that it will fall to the other side, we can walk across it easily. That is a first-rate idea," said the lion. "One would almost suspect you had brains in your head instead of straw." The wooden men set to work at once. And so sharp was his axe, that the tree was soon chopped nearly through. Then the lion put his strong front legs against the tree and pushed with all his might. And slowly the big tree tipped and fell with a crash across the ditch with its top branches on the other side. They had just started to cross this queer bridge when a sharp bleh, brow made them all look up, and to their horror they saw running towards them two great beasts, with bodies like bears and heads like tigers. They are all the Caridians, said the cowardly lion, beginning to tremble. Quick cried the scarecrow. Cross over So Dorothy went first, holding Toto in her arms. The ten women followed, and the Scarecrow came next the line, although he was certainly afraid, turned to face the Canadian, And then he gave so loud and terrible a roar that Dorsey screamed, and the Scarecrow fell over backward, while even the fierce beast stopped short and looked at him in surprise. But seeing they were bigger than the lion, and remembering that the, there were two of them and only one of him, the Canadians rushed forward, and the lion crossed over the next, uh, next over the tree and turned to see what they could do next, without stopping an instant. And the fiercest beast also began to cross the tree, and the lion said to Dorothy, We are lost, for they will surely tear us to pieces with their sharp claws. But stand clothes behind me, and I will fight them as long as I am alive. Wait a minute, called the scarecrow. He had been thinking what was best to be done, and now he asked the woodmen to chop away the end of the tree that rested on their side of the ditch. The ten woodmen began to use his axe at once, and just as the two Koreans were nearly across, the tree fell with a crash into the gulf, carrying the ugly, snarling brutes with it, and both were dashed to pieces on the sharp rocks at the bottom. Well, said the cuddly lion, drawing a long breath of relief. I see we are going to live a little while longer, and I am glad of it, for it must be a very uncomfortable thing not to be alive. Those creatures frighten me so badly that my heart is beating yet. Oh, said the ten woodman sadly. I wish I had a heart to beat. This adventure made the travelers more anxious than ever to get out of the forest. And they walked so fast that Dorothy became tired and had to ride on the lion's back. To their great joy, the trees began thinner the farther they advanced. And in the afternoon, they suddenly came upon a broad river flowing swiftly just before them. On the other side of the water, they to see the road of yellow brick running through a beautiful country with green meadows, dotted with bright flowers, and all the road bordered with trees hanging full of delicious fruit. They were greatly pleased to see this uh, delightful country before them." "'How shall we cross the river?' asked Dorothy. "'That is easily done,' replied the Scarecrow. The tin woodman must build us a raft so we can float to the other side. So the woodman took his axe and began to chop down small trees to make a raft. And while he was busy at this, the scarecrow found on the riverbank a tree full of fine fruit. This pleased Dorothy who had eaten nothing but nuts all day and she made a healthy meal. Of the ripe fruit, but it takes time to make and wrath, even when Horn is industrious and untiring as the tin woodman. And when night came, the work was not done, so they found a cozy place under the trees where they slept. Well, until the morning, Dorothy dreamed of the Emerald City and of the good. Wizard Oz, who would soon send her back to her own home again. That was the end of Chapter 7. stay tuned for the bonus episode coming today. So enjoy the moment of peace and quiet till the bonus episode comes on. Please subscribe us on... Um, on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on um, Android users on Spotify and Google Podcasts. You can do it. Users can also find us on Audible Podcast, if it's still there. Okay. Let's have fun with Anchor FM. <laughs> You've been caught. In the storm.